It's that time. We have the people. This is Eric from Moana. This is Priscilla Lima. This is Casey Patterson. The story in real time. We're a much better team now than we were then. I'm not looking at just this year. I'm looking at the next four years. You're listening to The Net Live with Barney. You didn't win, so you must not have done a good job. And DJ Ruscha. I have great thighs. It's The Net Live right now. Live. This is the net live. Oh, right, yeah, right. This is for the net live. Yeah. Uh, it's the in-between Bulgaria matches here in Reno with John Spra. John, how were you able to wrestle the control of this organization back from Matt Verbringer? <laughs> it was tough. Obviously, the uh, result that we had with Ferbs was, was awesome. We, uh, we were talking beforehand about... The, the team you, was way better. The team was way better. And they, I think they rallied around him because we all love Ferbs. He didn't want to be 0-1 for the entire quad. And I think uh, now he's, now he's going to be batting 1,000 for four years. That's great. <laughs> All right, last night, 3-0 victory for your side. Bulgaria looked awful, but your side took advantage. What do you think your team did well last night? I think we did a nice job of getting them out of system. I think that was one of the things we talked about. I think we have the chance of becoming a great serving team. We're not there yet, but we did get them out of system quite a bit, and when Bulgaria plays out of system, they get pretty conservative, try and tip over to zone two, try and take the setter out a lot. If we can anticipate that, we would give ourselves quite a bit of transition opportunities. Um, I thought we blocked the ball real well. I thought that we spent some time last week really working with some individuals, uh, particularly Matt. We spent a lot of time working with Matt's block, and you could see the result. He blocked a ton of balls. And I think that affected them. That team is really based upon their their ability to attack and block the ball, and we hit for a real high percentage. That was another thing we did a really nice job of. Carson had a really nice match at opposite, and so we hit for a high percentage. That frustrated their block, and then we stuffed them a bunch, which frustrated their attack, and they, they fell apart. I noticed you guys were in a three-man block quite often, and guys were working hard to get there. Is that something you put a lot of focus on? You know, we've come into this quad pretty prepared to block three-man. We have not spent a ton of time really hammering that system down. The guys seem to be already there. That was one thing I think we probably did a, a nice job emphasizing the last quad with Alan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as far as serving goes, I was talking to Furbringer, and he said that you told the team, have at it, get after it, we want to be a good serving team. Is there a point at which you need to pull that back, or do you talk to guys individually during the match? If, if they miss three in a row, Max Holt's been off lately. Yeah. What, how do you manage that equation of, hey, I want you to be really aggressive, yeah. but... Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. That really came up last night, because... I didn't think that they were a very good passing team. And here we were, especially late in the second set, we had like four errors towards the stress, towards uh, after 20, and it's just, mm-hmm. goodness, we, we need to put the throttle down on this team, and we can get them out of system without our, our hardest serve. And so that was the discussion on the bench. I'm a huge fan of being aggressive, especially early. I mean, I think you should always be aggressive, but certainly early when you're trying to encourage uh, aggressiveness and confidence and the ability to, to become the best server you can be and go back there and serve without any fear at all. I just believe that has long-term dividends, and uh, I think I'd like to stick with that, although certainly it crossed my mind quite a bit last night when all we needed to do, I felt like, serve the ball in the court, we're going to win this thing. You guys are looking pretty good, 11 points. Brazil has 14, Bulgaria has 11 points. It kind of comes down to this match in Poland next week. It seems like you go into Brazil with potentially, if you win the next three, a guaranteed trip to Marto Plata. How do you prepare your team for at least a two-week trip? How about a three-week trip? Right, one week at a time for sure. One match at a time. I, I think the guys understand the importance of this match. And we also respect Bulgaria quite a bit. That's a capable team that didn't play very well last night. And they're going to come back and be very good. And so I think the guys know that. So we have to make sure we come out of here with at least five points on the weekend. That's the most important thing. We'll worry about 
making the World League Finals. It's, start, it's easy to start thinking about, but really, I, I think all of us knew that making the World League Finals would be would be great, but not necessarily our overall goal. Our overall goal is to take a look at a lot of young guys, and a lot of young guys are coming in and playing well. Caldwell had a nice match last night. We keep winning, so it's great. You know, and if we can get a win tonight and then start thinking about our next, you know, now we're going to start dealing with a real trip for the first time, too, and how you manage jet lag. A lot of these guys haven't been on a plane for the 20 hours and then get off and then play a match. That's, yeah. a, that's a hard skill. So we still have a lot to learn here. We have a long way to go before we start thinking about Argentina. You are aware that Bulgaria spent the night in Reno. They, they may not be better. <laughs> they may not be better. I know that they uh, probably were having a little fun last night at, at playing a little blackjack or something. I hope so. I hope they uh, hope they stayed out late, won a lot of money. Report was that somebody was seen at 2:30 at a table, so that's one good step in the right direction. Before I let you go with the setting position, maybe a surprise. Some you did put Kyle Caldwell in there. Is that part of taking chances? Yes, and I, I think I was thinking a lot about that. Obviously, we were, we're three and one, and Kavika's going in this weekend. We're three and one, and Kavika had a lot to do with that. So you're your natural instinct is to say, let's Kavika roll with this. But there's two things. One is I've made a commitment to take a look at young guys. Mm-hmm. That's just something I stated right from the beginning. I still believe in it. I still believe that that's what we need to do. And so um, that was certainly part of it. The other part of it is I want practice to be competitive. And if guys are going to go in and have good weeks of practice, they deserve an opportunity to get a look. Kyle had a great week of practice. Mm-hmm. And he competed really well. And I thought was the best setter last week. So between those two things, I just thought to myself, you know what? It's a good opportunity for us to take a look at another young guy that could impact our program down the road. Cool. Thanks. Good luck tonight. All right. Thanks, Kevin. All right. In between the two Bulgaria matches here with uh, U.S. libero Rich Lamborn. Rich, first time we've seen you on a trip this year. Are you taking on more of that veteran role? Uh, yes. And uh, they've cut it back to traveling 12 guys where we've traveled 14 in the past. So that means one libero uh, as of this trip, and then uh, we we ended up bringing two this time. Uh, so yeah, that's I mean Eric is obviously playing fantastic for our team, which is great, and uh, so my role is shifting. I see you hitting some down balls back here. Your coach arm is looking all right. Well, as you well know, my arm's always been fantastic. It's just been underutilized, so uh, it's nice to finally unleash that thing a little bit. <laughs> I remember you getting a couple of kills and a couple of playoff matches that we lost, unfortunately, way back in the day. Now, if I think about it, that's way too long ago. I think you said the phrase, a couple of kills, and that summarizes my entire offensive career. I appreciate you wrapping that up so succinctly. <laughs> All right, this is a weird time. You're a guy who's been around since, what, 2000? First time on the team? Yeah. 99, 2000? Um, how different is the gym today? How different is the culture today than when you first started with this team? Uh, well, it's interesting because now we've got a lot of youth, uh, and certainly we've got a lot of talent. But uh, there's, you know, with youth comes inexperience a little bit. And so mentally it's a challenge to make the shift between expecting this high level of execution mm-hmm. out of yeah. similarly experienced players and and kind of, uh, I don't know, calming down, I guess, a little bit and, and understanding that there's a learning curve and you have to kind of accept some mistakes here and there and, mm-hmm. you know, when to get upset about lack of execution and when to let it go. Uh, but I think, you know, the staff that we have, John and, and Furby and uh, – are, are fantastic at telling guys what we need to be doing mm-hmm. and kind of understanding that, that learning curve and hopefully lessening it, <laughs> you know what I mean? Hopefully speeding up the process of us getting to where we want to be and executing at the talent level with, which we have in the gym. It sounds like parenting. 
Uh, I would not know. I would, I, but I will. I will go ahead and agree with you. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a weird deal to be all of a sudden the old guy. I mean, you're 38. How much longer can you do this? Uh, well, it certainly becomes more of a uh, day by day or you know year year to year thing rather than yeah I'm in for four eight whatever you know. Uh, but like we discussed earlier, you know, uh, I'm fortunate that Libero position is a little less taxing on the body. Uh, you know, I, I work hard to keep myself in decent shape uh, so that I'm capable of going out there and performing. So hopefully, hopefully, you know, I can I can make a run, uh, at least at being the veteran, you know, contributor uh, up until Rio. Okay, I heard you, Libero. Settle it for me. Libero, Libero. Uh, I always thought it was Libero. Uh, I know everyone here says libero, um, but correct me if I'm wrong. It's an Italian word, right? Libero. Libero. Yeah. Free. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I don't think they're hitting the second accent, the second syllable that hard. Libero. You know, like that just doesn't seem right to me. But to each their own, I suppose. All right. You started a different physical training regiment a few years ago. I think it was you and Don Sujo started working with a new guy and started doing a lot of core stuff, a lot of planking stuff. Is that one of the reasons you've been able to hang around? Is that something you've kept up, or are you back with the USA program and Tim Palau? Uh Well, I, I liked that training regiment a lot. Um, unfortunately, the guy that we worked with was in the South Bay, mm-hmm. and so we were only seeing him once a week, you know, and it became a little bit of a, a difficulty to continue that. Uh, so I've I've worked with Tim. You know, I was home most of the off season. And so uh, I was doing some of the stuff that he had Jake and Casey doing and, and some of the stuff he has the guys now doing. Uh, but I also kind of morphed into this, like, CrossFit-esque type workout. Okay. I just – because for me, you know, I'm not taking all those jumps and all the swings and stuff, so I don't get as much of the knee and shoulder pounding. And so I can – I feel like I can lift a little harder. And I like the cardio element of that and kind of the reduced length. You know, I mean, I'm in there for an hour, and I'm just absolutely – sweating my yeah, you're gassed self silly <laughs> and uh yeah and i'm gassed and, and i feel like you know there's a lot of strength and olympic lifting components to it as well so i, I like the combination and I, I like everything about it for the time being anyways you've been you mentioned jake gibb and casey patterson you've been consulting with them they've had the best year ever i mean obviously due to your training well, yeah, of course we'd have to look to the consultants for uh, their success. Yeah, no, I, you know, I worked a little bit with Casey on uh, some passing stuff and, and a little bit of defense stuff uh, in their preseason training regiment. Uh, but really, the work that Tyler Hildebrand, their coach, has done with them has been fantastic. You know, a little bit more of a tactical approach to the beach. You know, a lot, a lot of times I think the beach is more of a feel game, as well it should be. Uh, but bringing some of the tactics that we use indoors about you know serving this place or serving this guy and adjusting accordingly I, I think has helped them and I mean realistically they're succeeding because they're both wonderful volleyball players it's interesting the cross-pollination that you and Tyler traditionally indoor guys are going to work with high-level beach guys and then you have Matt Furbringer high-level beach player in here working with the highest level of indoor players at some point is volleyball volleyball and the guys who can dissect the game at that level are the ones who end up coaching uh, I think that's probably a fair statement, yeah. Uh, but when you look at it, you know, Tyler's got quite a bit of beach experience mm-hmm. as well, so it's not like he's uh, strictly an indoor guy and just 
going in with little to no beach knowledge and and vice versa for Maddie. You know, he played on the national team with you, I think, and, uh, you know, won a national championship at Stanford. Uh, so he's got a wealth of indoor knowledge as well. You know, it's nice to have his kind of beach approach and beach mentality along with that. Uh, but he's certainly very knowledgeable on the indoor game as well. What do you want to do after you're done playing? Are you going to coach? <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, yeah, I would like to give it a shot, you know. Um, if the situation were right, I would love to do something like this with the national team. You know, it's I don't know that I'm a uh, guy who has the requisite patience to be like a juniors club coach and, you know, teach the game. But I feel like I've been around the game and know it well enough to, I don't know, coach at a high level where it's just kind of like making small tweaks on already skilled players. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, give it a shot, see if it see if it fits. Is the plan for now to play through Rio? I would like to do that, yeah. We'll see what happens, though. You'll be 47 years old. I will be, I think, 48 I actually turned before the game starts. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that pans out. All right, good luck. <laughs> Thanks, Rich. <laughs> Thanks, dude.